Hey, yo, artists and musicians. Who, us? Yeah, do you want your own vinyl records? Yeah, but I can't order a thousand of them. Or wait like a year to get them. Yeah, we're going on tour in two months. Check out our friends lathecuts.com. They'll make you vinyl singles in quantities as small as 50 copies and as quickly as three or four weeks. Get out of here. You heard me right. All their pricing is a la carte and they can help you pick a package that fits your budget. Okay, who we talk to about this? You need to email my buddy Mike. His address is lathecuts at yahoo.com. And if you mention low profile, you'll get a 10% overrun on your order. So if I order 50 records? Mike's going to send you 55. If I order 75, I guess you would get 82 and a half? Something like that. Remember, you got to mention low profile to get that deal, and it won't be around forever. What was that address again? That's lathecuts at yahoo.com. Custom-made records in small quantities. Mention low profile to get a 10% overrun on your order. And emailing now. Hi, I'm Anna Winter. Do you love listening to Low Profile? There are several ways you can support this show. You can sign up for flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash lowprofile. Those donations help Markley keep this show running smoothly and are vital to Low Profile's progress at the cost of a cup of coffee once a month. If you join the Patreon community, you can get advanced episode releases, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and early access to merchandise. If you can't contribute financially, it always helps if you tell a friend about your favorite episodes, share about Low Profile on social media, subscribe for free on your favorite podcast platform, and give us a rating and review whenever you listen. Low Profile also receives in-kind support thanks to these independent Olympia businesses, San Francisco Street Bakery, Schwartz's Deli, Rainy Day Records, Old School Pizzeria, and Schurler Easy Premium Shitty American Lager from Three Magnets Brewing Company. And most of all, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Now, let's get to today's show. Hey, before we get this started, um, I got a couple quick announcements. Um, first... There's uh, these really good cookies, right? They're like kind of cake-like almost, really thin with like a nice sticky filling in the middle and they just taste like heaven. They're called Alpha Jores from Alpha Jores Olympia and uh, they're kind of an in-kind sponsor for this episode. Um, they're made by our friend Miles, who is a longtime engineer on this show and uh, helps out with a lot of editing and sometimes uh, co-hosting and things like that. Um, and his wife, Karam, they make these lovely cookies and there's an Instagram account for that. Uh, you can pick them up. They'll probably mail them to you wherever you live too. You know, they're really good. Um, also, I'm collaborating on a concert series this summer called Schurler Sundays. You've heard of Schurler Easy, premium shitty American lager, right? Um, so that beer and Three Magnets Brewing Company are partnering with Low Profile, and we're just putting on this free all-ages concert series. It's happening every Sunday at 3 p.m. from June 12th to August 14th, 2022. It's behind the Carnegie Library in Olympia, a historic building here. And uh, so I'll be interviewing artists, and then they'll be doing performances, and we have opening acts every time. 
and we'll do an audience Q&A too, so that should be fun. We've got waves crashing, the monoreels. We have Doug Marsh, thank you. Um, Michael Hurley, Lavender Country, Generifus, Lake, O-Rose, Austin Laird-Jones, and Dev Ray. You can find a link to more info about that at shirlerbeer.com or we'll link to it also on lowprofilepodcast.com. So hope to see you there. It's going to be really fun. Uh, If you can make it out to any of them, I'll be glad to see you. All right, here we go. Best wishes. I know that's usually a sign-off, but I'm going to go with it as a starter today. Hope you're doing well. Wish you well. This is Markley, and Low Profile is back from a production break. Round two of season five starts now. And today's featured guest is none other than actor, comedian, painter, puppeteer, singer-songwriter. There's got to be... Oh, uh, alien expert? David Liebehart. David's probably best known for his work on the TV show Tim and Eric Awesome Show Great Job, where he contributed original songs, puppetry, and character acting, and just some really hilarious stuff. But he's been in show business his entire life with roles on shows like The Golden Girls and Wings, as well as his own long-running TV show, The Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Program, which, uh, yeah, that's a mouthful. And more recently, I Love David on Adult Swim. He's also a prolific recording artist who's released dozens of albums, including collaborations with outsider hero Jad Fair and rapper Cool Keith. I spoke with David from his home in Los Angeles, and we kick things off talking about extraterrestrials, a subject that David is very familiar with. And so before the interview, for context... Let's hear a live recording of his song, Go Into the Light, uh, with a little intro that he does spoken. This is courtesy of Nick Collins, who filmed it. Thanks, Nick. My name is David Liebehart. I first wrote uh, a version of Go Into the Light for uh, Absolutely Production, but I can't do that version because that that was for hire. And then uh, I'm an ASCAP songwriter, and I wrote the words and music to the original Go into the light till uh, till next we meet, and this is the new version uh, composed by Jonah Motion, w- w- lyrics by David Liebehart.
good morning. Good morning, David. Oh, is this the interview? Yeah, yeah, this is Markley on Low Profile. So uh, for the listener who might be just tuning in and not sure what the Corindian language is, do you think you could elaborate on that? The Corindians is an extraterrestrial race who's given us a lot of back engineering. Uh, they gave us the computers, the cell phones, fiber active that AT&T uses and, um, and Verizon uses and many of the big and Sprint uses. They've given us uh, the uh, blender, uh, uh, even uh, they gave the kings and queens the toilets and the washing machines. They've given us a lot of back engineering tech. They call it back engineering technology. Bob Renown has been working with the Corinthians ever since 1961. He met them in, North, in um, northern Massachusetts and became friends with them and traveled with them to Star Corridor, which is 411 light years away from Earth um, on my uh, Caucasian side, I'm related to the Wright brothers and President Grant, and President Grant worked a lot with extraterrestrials and and and, and so that the Wright brothers to making the airplane, and extraterrestrials were would give them advice what to do. Uh, they would do the same thing for the kings and queens and and people that were uh, uh, in high authority. Man, that's a lot. Um, when did you get hip to this? How did you get hip to this personally? Well, I um, how I got hip to it was um, uh, Colonel Wendell Stevenson saw a lot of UFO activity when he was um, working in the Marines. He also was a friend of my Sunday school teacher, uh, Henry Scales, who was the Tuskegee Flyman. And when he taught uh, Sunday school in the Christian Science Church at 21st Church, a Christ scientist that used to be um, in Chicago. It's closed now. It was in the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about the when we uh, read the book of Ezekiel and it talked about people being taken up in a chariot. Uh, he would say that this is about the UFOs, not about uh, about angels. The angels are really extraterrestrials, and the UFOs are really the chariots of fire. David, you got a great song on that topic, Did Ezekiel See a UFO? Did Ezekiel see a UFO up here in the sky? Yeah, I wrote the words and music to that song, and I did it on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And uh, there's a, a lot more about the uh, about extraterrestrials. If you could get the lost books of the Bible, the Book of Enoch, mm-hmm. and uh, all a lot of the uh, the uh, prophets in the Bible were in contact with extraterrestrials. <laughs> in fact, they gave us organized religion. Uh, the Palladians and, and the Manusians, they gave us Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the Christians were given uh, organized religions from the uh, Articulars, uh, 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 the Omegans from Star Caladan that the Irish come from. A lot of 
extraterrestrial races that blended in with us. And it talks about it in the book of Genesis, how the angels uh, took wives uh, from people here on uh -huh. Earth. And, uh, and they come from Star Caladan, which is uh, uh, 10 uh, light years away from Earth. Yeah. Now, that's the only song about extraterrestrials that's on an album uh, called Tinesdikio Sea UFO. The rest are uh, public domain words uh, from hymns that I got from the Christian Science Hymnal that I put to my own music. spirituals on that album are some of your most compelling and beautiful work. I love your renditions. and Christian science is a wonderful religion uh, and, and it teaches uh, metaphysical teachings but it has stagnant racist people that run the church that don't like African Americans. Actions speak louder than words. They don't like me. They're jealous of me. Um, we only want the Negro slave songs in the new Christian science supplement like Amazing Grace and Lord, I want to be a uh -huh. Christian in my heart. But we don't want to have any new gospel music written by a new contemporary African-American. And so they let me know uh, where I stood, and they, they were very unkind to me. And so uh, I still just, I was an organist and a soloist at a Christian science church in Long Beach for 25 years, but I faced so much racism. They said, oh, you can only come as a visitor, not as a musician anymore. After I served the church for 26 years and I played free for the church for 10 years. So I said, you know, I don't need this, this politics. That's politics. Uh -huh. I'm going to, I love Christian science. I'm going to study the metaphysics on my own. And I read my lesson every day. I've had class instruction mm -hmm. uh, in Christian science. So I just read my lesson in my books at home. And uh, I just bless and release the stagnant, prejudiced people because they don't know any better. I wanted to ask you, David, about some of your uh, your upbringing. I was raised I was raised in Christian Science. I was mm -hmm. from the Midwest. I'm biracial. I'm part German, Norwegian, and African American, Apache, Blackfoot, and Sumac Indians. Scotch, Irish, and French. And um, and and a little bit of English, not that much. Yeah, so you're a you're a man of the world, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And I I, uh, I my dad was a school teacher. My dad was a very open minded person. My dad was a civil rights leader with Dr. Martin Luther King, and he worked with Dick Gregory. Um, he was an activist. He was a wonderful, brilliant man. He reminded me of uh, of Bill Cosby. Um, uh, he had a, he was always a comical. Uh, funny guy. Uh -huh. He was a school teacher. He had a landscaping business, the maintenance business. Long, long time ago, he he, 
He said he worked with the government as, a, uh, as an FBI um, agent a long, long time ago, one of the first African-Americans, and they did the show I Spy, uh, 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 kind of like copying what my dad did. Oh, wow. And my mother was this, also a school teacher. My mother um, got her. My mother got into acting uh, as well. Where did your uh, keyboarding and and songwriting sort of come into play? Was that was that at a young age? Uh, well, I came on when I started playing piano. I had a which I have Kathy Case, who uh, was a uh, a musician at the First Church of Christ Scientists in Park Forest, Illinois. She. She gave me piano lessons uh, in the Christian Science Sunday School. And then I had Mrs. Volk um, as a voice and a classical piano teacher who um, she was she was distantly related to Betty White, who just died. Yeah. And Miss um, Waller, uh, she even looked like Betty White. Rock and roll kid too. Oh when were, yeah! When you were doing gospel, what was your what was your popular music? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. My first, I'll tell you, the radio station that got me into rock and roll music was WLS in Chicago. They played a mixture of R and B, rock and roll, and country western music. I uh, um, took music theory and piano from the YMCA in downtown Chicago, and uh, they had a newspaper called the Reader Paper. And I got to audition for Chicago when it used to be called Chicago Transit Authority. Yeah, yeah. And um, and unfortunately, my um, uh, I didn't get to pursue that uh, because back then, I am in my sixties, and back then you had to be you had to be you, you were not considered an adult until you were twenty one in the in, in the seventies and the sixties. I passed the audition to work with them, but it didn't work out because of that. Just a hair too young. Yeah, but anyway, I was inspired by Stick. I was inspired by uh, Three Dog Night. That some of them are Christian scientists, and some of the Davy Jones is a Christian scientist that died. That was from the monkeys? the monkeys. Oh yeah, 
man, we only have one monkey left, dude. Yes, he passed on. You're a monkeys guy? Yes, I am. I grew, I love their shows. Did you ever get to see them play or anything? No, I know. I work with I work with one of the monkeys on a show called Bag Boys. Oh, really? Which one? Uh, the one that has a really goofy face like a monkey. I forgot his <laughs> name. Well, he's still living. I, I, they, they were all. They could all get pretty goofy. Yeah, look at look at that guy. He had like a goofy face. He was really. Is it funny. Mickey? Funny I know. There's Mickey Dolenz. There's. He's the one who's still living. Peter Tork. I work with him on the bag. I work with him on Bag Boys when Tim and Eric used to hire me for television work. They don't hire me anymore. Oh, there's there's a very yeah. mean to come and have me to memorize parts, and then they give them to another actor. Oh God! They they play like they they don't like yeah. me. They they're jealous of me, so I have to move on. I run across. I was friends with Vivian Vance at the Christian Science Church. She faced jealousy from Lucille Ball. In face, she got replaced by Gail Gordon, who played Mr. Mooney, uh, the banker, uh, and, and, and Lucio Ball, uh, and, and Mary Jan was another person, because Lucio Ball didn't want anybody outshine her, and, and she was only allowed to uh, be on the uh, Lucy show once a year, and sometimes she, and, and she had to gain a lot of weight. Or Lucio Ball wouldn't have her on the show because she didn't want to be outshined. Okay. Lucio Ball was very mean. I met her in person. Uh, uh, I, I, you did gardening and yard work for Vivian Vance. She was a member of Fifth Church of Christ Scientists. Yeah. I like Vivian Vance better than Lucio Ball. You know, I, Vivian Vance happened to do her last party in 1978. She had me to sit by Lucio Ball. Lucio Ball pulled the chair from me and I fell to the floor. To Gary Coleman instead. Says Gary Coleman's gonna be a star, not you. Gary Coleman's got more talent than you. That's what Lucille Ball told me. Vivian Dad says, forgive Lucille Ball. Lucille Ball was mean to me too. Um, in Los in Hollywood. That's now a mosaic church. I I um uh got kicked out of the Mosaic Church because a girl said, ran up to me, oh, could you help me get on the Tim and Eric awesome show? Great. You got a great job. This beautiful redheaded girl. And I said, well, I can't give, I'm not allowed to give their phone number up. So she says, can I get your, get, get, get your phone number? I gave her my phone number and she, uh, she uh, blackmailed me. She said, oh, this Negro came on to me. You got to throw him out of the church. Two monsters threw me out of the church there. Tim and Eric are now members of that church, and they're learning to be what? very Republican and very conservative. They got brainwashed. Great job. Well, um, speaking of Christian science, I wanted to actually tell the <laughs> listeners about and maybe have you elaborate on what your old TV show, uh, it's the Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Show. I did the Junior, well, I, I did the junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Show from 1988 to 2008. And what was that? And I'll tell you what inspired, <laughs> what, what is, well, the Christian Science Church hate the show, and they did everything they could do to block the ball and take it off the air, because they didn't like a black doing the show. Thank you. This is the Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Show, where all are accepted and none are rejected. We're so blessed by the Almighty God that we have the talent talented Michael Tyrone Boyd with us, and we also have the talented uh, Connie Hoffman all the way from Germany with us. Yeah, 
and she has an affirmation to teach kids to say no to drugs. Uh, Connie Hoffman, do you have an affirmation to teach kids to say no to drugs? Yeah, I would say, auf jeden Fall würde ich sagen, dass es nicht gut ist, Drogen zu nehmen. Es ist eine Droge, die nicht auf jeden Fall einen Gewinner macht. Man kann nur ein Verlierer sein. Von daher gesehen würde ich sagen, sage nein zu Drogen. Well, danke schön. Thank you, Connie. Okay, Teddy, Eddie, do you have an affirmation to teach kids to say no to drugs? I want all the kids out there to say no. Say no to drugs there. Don't do the drugs there. Such as cocaine, pot, heroin, all that bad stuff. It's all bad. Well, what, 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 the Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson Show was the Bible lesson, reading Bible stories. I had to put together my own weekly Bible lesson, which was different from the weekly Bible lesson that the Christian Science Church uh, did from the pub publishing society. And it was a small, it only had four citations of reading the Bible and science and health and teaching kids to stay in school and say no to drugs. So I was going to, um, uh, Jim Henson and Bert Stilston were doing a puppet pr presentation at UCLA. Right. And Jim, and Jim Henson said, and, and Bert Stilston told me that they wanted me to do a puppet show. They would give me puppets, that their puppets that were not popular, to do a puppet show teaching kids Bible stories and say no to drugs. Yeah. After Jim Henson died and Bert Stilson died, I did the very first Junior Christian Science Bible Lesson show at First Church of Christ Scientists in Ukaipa, California. Was was that your introduction to puppetry, or did you have a previous interest? Yeah. Well, no, I did puppeteering way back. Yeah. I was uh, I was encouraged to be a puppeteer by a show that used to come on in Chicago called The Magic Door. A Jewish rabbi did a puppet show teaching kids to save the. Uh, the the, the, the uh, Jewish people call the Bible the Torah the the holy the Torah or they call it the Holy Scripture. Okay, and they don't use the New Testament, but they use the Book of Maccabees from the lost books of the Bible uh -huh. that the regular Protestants don't use. Um, what was your first puppet? Well, I made a puppet called uh, Willie Daly, which was a well in the 60s, because uh, I couldn't afford to buy it. And uh, that was my first puppet. And it chewed water from the top. And, oh, wow. Uh, that was, Special and, effects. And then I made a dragon out of a sock. And um, I was inspired to be a puppeteer from Roy Brown, who was the puppeteer on the Garfield Goose Show. Uh, he liked me a lot, um, but I and he was an artist and painter like I, I am, and he uh, played Cookie the Clown. But I didn't like the unkind things he did to Monty Mel. Yeah, well, let's you know, talk here. So now we're getting into the the Bozo the Clown show, which. Um, I remember. So let me know when you're ready to talk about the Bozo. Yeah. Show. So when I was a kid, Bozo was still in syndication. I don't know if they were still making it in the '80s. They probably were, but um, but it was franchised. It was there were different Bozos around the country, right? I know there were every show, every city had their had a Bozo show. Chicago had the best Bozo show at WGM. Uh, they had a Bozo. I'm, my family on my dad's side's from Pennsylvania and Ohio. They had a Bozo show, I remember, when I would go to family reunions and uh, 
and, 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 and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. They came out of uh, Philadelphia. They had a Bozo show in Los Angeles that was different than the Bozo show from Chicago. Uh-huh. I have family on my dad's side that's from Columbus, Ohio, and Dayton, Ohio. And, and when I go to family reunions, there was a different Bozo show. Uh-huh. But those all Bozo shows only had one Bozo, no other clown. Right. The only show that had a variety of clowns uh, was the WGM Bozo show. They first had uh, Sandy the Clown, who went to produce the... He, he quit doing the Bozo show in 1968, and he went to produce the Banana Splits. And he was replaced by Cookie the Clown in 1968. Bozo got very sick, so Monty Melvin, who was the floor director of the Bozo show for many years, became the clown. Um, and first he played Bozo, and then he they, he, 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 he did Monty Melvin, which he, he was my favorite clown. All the kids loved Monty Melvin. Uh, he taught kids to eat right. He taught, uh, he integrated the Bozo show. He let Hispanic and African-American and Asian kids do the grand prize game and be included in the Bozo show. Well, when the show was when Ray Rayner ran the Bozo show was Oliver the Clown and Ringmaster Mr. Ned and, and Sandy the Clown, they were very conservative. They only let the white kids come and do the grand prize game. And Bonnie Melvin was liberal. He, 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 he let all, and then he let the kids, uh, after the show, the uh, Bozo or Bonnie or Melvin would march out with the kids holding their hands, and he would throw out like a banner like the kids, uh, what, what we, like, what, what, like the cheerleaders, that metal thing, the cheerleaders. And he was the, he, uh, well, what the real thing is, Ray Rayner, who played Ali Oliver the Clown, uh, he, I didn't like that clown at all. He mimicked African-American people. Oh, and then what? he wore blonde hair. Oh, yeah. I'm out of Now I'm trying to be colored. I'm black, but I don't have no black blood in me. I'm out of I was offended by Yeah. Him. Now, Cookie was nice to me. Cookie was an artist and painter like me. I used to work at a grocery store called Jules Grocery Store, mm-hmm. and I used to bag groceries, and I would sell my artwork of paintings that I did of Garfield Goose, and I did of the Bozo characters, and um, uh, one day, Roy Brown came in the, in the uh, store, and he bought up all my paintings, and he gave me $700. Oh, my God. That was a lot of money back yeah. then. For buying, he bought my paintings of Garfield Goose. When was this? How old were you? This is in the, uh, I was, wow, well, I used to work at uh, big. Uh, wow, this is in the early '60s. Oh wow! Okay. And he says, "Let me get your phone number. I'm going to try to talk to my agent to try to get you uh, as an actor. You should pursue acting. You're very talented." I'm Cookie the Clown. I was on the WGM Channel Nine show.
and inspiration from Cookie the Clown is sort of coming full circle now because you've got a new album out soon called The Wonderful World about pigs, horses, clowns, and especially Dolly Parton. I wrote a song about, I was I was inspired by Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton was the only Southerner that truly loved black people and was kind to black people. She helped out um, Whitney Houston when Whitney Houston was going through a drug problem and was her best friend. Uh, Dolly Parton is a wonderful lady. Hey, Dolly Parton, we love you. Hey, Dolly Parton, we like you. Hey, Dolly Parton, we enjoy your music from the heart. You were born in 1946. Your dad was dirt poor He loved you all the more I remember you on TV You do a lot of songs that are kind of like biographies or encyclopedia entries about a person or a subject. And I I really like your song about Reba McIntyre as well. I was down at Walmart Looking out of different DVDs to buy My eyes hit on Reba McIntyre Style that made me put on a smile. My eyes hit on Reba McIntyre. Now I like Reba McIntyre, Queen of Country Music. I like Reba McIntyre, hope her music never retires. When I listen to her on the radio, her music 
I loved her and admired her a lot. That's why I wrote a song about her. And I love country music. Um, Me too. And, I uh, love country music. I, um, Who are your favorite country artists? Oh, my favorite one that just died was uh, Charlie Fry. God, he's uh, so good. I like I like Hank Williams, Hank Snow. I like Dolly Parton, who I wrote a song about. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, 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 could you uh, look up this guy? He he was uh, he he let me run his trains, and he was kind to me. And he was the CEO and the manager. George Crambles. George, George Crambles. Crambles. George Crambles was the president of CTA, which is Chicago Transit Authority. Uh-huh. He treated me like a son he never had. He was from Oak Park, Illinois. He used to date uh, Betty White. In fact, he's the one who called up Betty White to get me on Golden Girls. So what, he, what was your role on Golden Girls? Real quick. I played a, I played a police officer. Then when, the, when Beatrice Arthur quit Golden Girls... And they moved into a hotel, um, Ruth McCallaghan um, and uh, the other uh, 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 ladies, I can't forget their name. Also, Ruth McCallaghan was a wonderful lady. She mailed me at Christmas time up $100. I was friends with Don Knox, uh, who played on the Andy Griffith Show. Don Knox, and, really? And, and he told me that Andy Griffith was jealous of him and wouldn't let him be on the colored episodes of the Andy Griffith Show. Oh, when they did, like, the Mayberry RFD? The May, yeah. So what happened was I told Don Knox that the Ropers had gotten a spinoff, uh, and maybe you should audition for being the landlord on the uh, on the. Uh, Andreas Company, and he took my advice, and I saw him on there. Oh yeah, so that's good end, advice. He was a wonderful man. Yeah, uh, Don Knox. He was a Don Knox, very uh, funny actor. He was one of my childhood favorites. Well, he, Don Knox told me he he, he got uh, uh, because he was mistreated by Andy Griffith. He he started doing Disney movies, and he made more money from doing Disney movies than what he made, made from doing. Doing the Andy Griffith show. Oh yeah, man, that Disney money's got to uh, be good. And he was, and he told me he, it's Don Knox and Vivian Vance who played on "I Love Lucy." Told me the jealousy is so bad in the entertainment business. And she had, and Vivian Vance, uh, when I was doing gardening and yard work for another friend of mine was Jewish, and she liked me a lot. Was Nancy Walker? I wrote a song about her. She was a small Jewish lady, and she uh, would take me to eat at Cantor's, and she didn't give me free acting lessons she was um she tried to get me on uh she played the mother on the uh, on the rota show she uh replaced mr french on family affair she uh did the bounty commercials um in fact she gave the bounty commercials to vivian vance vivian vance wasn't getting work from um the uh here's lucy or life lucy or the lucy show uh oh. since uh, gail gordon had replaced her Jealousy is a monster in the entertainment business. Can I ask you a Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. What do you order at Cantor's? I love corned beef. Yeah. I uh, uh, I love the corned beef, the pickles, and then I I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood. You get the matzo ball Illinois. soup ever? I love the matzo ball soup. You know what I do when uh, I go to Cantor's, David? I load up a bag of all that rugula, you know, the little Tiny yeah, pastries. I love that, and oh I love God. their 
and I love their lots. I love their pastries. Uh-huh. Uh, Nancy Walker had the Nancy Walker show, and she also, uh, she just was a loving, giving woman. She reminded me a lot of my mother, and she had a great smile and a wonderful personality. Yeah. And I wrote a song about her that she, uh, the album I did with George Fair, uh, I wanted George Fair and I to tour together and Cool Keep since the, and they just wanted to be on their own island, so I had to let them be. You you did a collaboration with Cool Keith, though. He he was on your yes, Space Ranger record. I, I did that, but I wanted to tour with him, but he wasn't interested. I am a space cowboy. cowboy. I am a space ranger. Galactic. I protect the galaxy from danger. Galactic space cowboy, fierce android, riding through the nebula, spectacular, bionic horses on the right course. Rodeo rider, night rider, my flying saucer fly higher, the spaceman won't retire. Human torch reset through time, travel on fire. The galaxy is my supplier, space cadet, I'm hired for triumph, brilliant science. Robot reclining, joining forces with your alliance. Galactic. I am a space cowboy. I wanted to do more music with him. He wasn't interested. I wanted to do more music with uh, George Fair, but he wasn't interested. And uh, the album was a limited run, so uh, you know, which is so. Anyway, I love working with with, with, with him. He's a very talented guy. I have a copy of that Space Ranger record. You autographed it to my cat Salvador. Well, I want to put something. I want to put something on it that needs to be correct. That's incorrect. Yeah. Um, I set wrote the record the straight. I want to set the record straight. I wrote the music to Eternal Mind, uh, not David Dupony. David Dupony did the instrumental of that. Now, that song is registered with ASCAP way back in the 80s with music by David Lieba Hart as a songwriter to the music arrangement and words by Alice Dayton. And what's your what's your middle name again? It's it's my dad. Since he was a civil rights leader, he made it in Kruma and oh. Liebehart. Okay. Now let me explain the situation. My family's name way back used to have a M A N N at the end of it, which is German. When it's M A N, it's Jewish. And for some strange reason, the Germans uh, and my family didn't want the blacks to be associated that. So they cut off, and, and many of the people in my family took the name just Hart. And then they were ashamed about what happened during Hitler situation. Um, a lot of Germans, when they first came to uh, America, shortened their names and made it English, well, found English. I uh-huh. thought for the longest I was part English. Tim and Eric did my genealogy when I did I Love David. Dad's side, 80% German. Mother's side, 40% German. Uh-huh. A lot of German. That explains why you yeah, like the German deli German. so much and all that. And, and, and then my family made German food, lemon pancakes, black forest cakes. Mm-hmm. They make pretzels. This is not what an African-American family. Homemade pretzels? They made homemade pretzels. Oh, that sounds good. They put bacon on the potato salad. Bacon, a potato salad recently comes from... And um, 
Hey. I had families that were branched that owned farms in Wisconsin. And uh, this is, uh, and uh, that's why, and, and they they uh, used the uh, uh, pudding uh, meat, which, um, and then they had put chicory on ham, which is an herb directly from Germany. Yeah, and yeah. I know so chicory from uh, New Orleans. They put that, they mix it with their coffee there. Well, chicory originally came from Germany. Uh, well, one time, France and Germany were one country. And, sure, sure. And and they broke off. Because I have French, I have Canadian French on my dad's side, which were the Careers and the Lamars. And on my mother's side, I had um, Cajun French. Um, yeah. And, uh, so and then I have more, that was like 10% on both sides of my family, but it's mostly uh, German uh, Ziegenfelder, Schultz, Harmon, uh, 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 um, Schroeder's um, Schroeder, and, like the and, piano player. There's there's that connection. You you are a what what they call an interdisciplinary artist. You're very active in your acting, your puppetry, your music. Do you get into sort of different head spaces when you go to those places, or is it sort of all the same? Well, uh, when I toured with when I toured with Jonah and I toured with Adam Pop again, I wore different hats. I did portrait sketches for my fans. Mm-hmm. I did puppeteering. I did stand-up comedy, and I did music. I wore different hats. I mean, yeah. and Jonah's Jonah, Jonah's a very brilliant, talented person, and he created the uh, uh, acting scenes for me to do so you're an, you're an improviser as well like a lot of your a lot of your songs are uh, at least born as improvisations right yeah I improv I've written a lot of improvisation songs anybody want a song made up about a joke or Tim and Eric or computers computers my computer gets me in touch with my girlfriend. I don't have to mail out a letter. My computer is my GPS in my car. It knows where to go and how to do it. I can't gotta have computers. I can't gotta have computers. Fiber active computers. Turn it on. You Get on your computer, get in touch with television, get in touch with your computer, it'll make love to your GPS and your cell phone, get it going on with a computer. Thank you. The first time I ever met you is when we had a newborn baby, she was just a few months old, and uh my next door neighbor in the apartment I live in spotted you walking down the street and uh, he asked you to hold still for a moment because he, his next door neighbor uh, might want to say hi. <laughs> and that was me. And I came down with my baby and uh, well, you, she and I, I kind of, I, I, this was, I this was uh, seven well, years ago. She blessed, just turned you seven. You are blessed to have a family. I've been trying to find a girl on Tinder, but they never show up. <laughs> so anybody out there wants a handsome single a, a guy that is artistic, that uh, 
that would compliment me as a musician and artist like I am and an attractive woman. I'd love to have you in my life if you live in Olympia. Well, not just anyone, but the right person. The right person. Yeah, the sure. Right person. But the last time we met, David, was uh, after the night after your performance. The next morning you came over to the my day job at the bakery I work at, and I will never forget this sandwich that you ordered, which if anyone ever orders it again, I'm going to say, oh, you're getting the David Liebehart sandwich. And which can I... Was it? Was it? So tell let me, me tell what, you what, what it was. Tell me what I put on it. All right. So it was on rye bread, toasted, uh, and then you had all of our veggies, spinach, lettuce, bell peppers, pepperoncinis, onions, tomatoes, cucumbers, right? We got all that capers, even capers on there. And then it was a turkey, salami, and lox. And then then you had pesto, mayonnaise, and you had uh, smoked salmon cream cheese on that sandwich. Wow. And uh, you asked for two pickle spears on the side. And then... I swear, man, I blinked, and you had already eaten it, and you were like, man, that was the best sandwich I ever had. I need to get another one for the road. <laughs> and then I and then I doubled uh, down oh, on it. thank you. I remember that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You made a good sandwich for me. Thank you. As my grandmother's <laughs> shoulder would say down there, saying, thank you. You did a good job. <laughs> Make me peace. What do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy to be that I was David Hart. I brought people joy, happiness, and enthusiasm, and, and, and an inspiration to live and go on and enjoy life in a fun way. I love that. Liebe means love. In German. And heart is the inter, like internationally recognized symbol of love. So you're a double love kind of guy, and you got a lot of love to give. Can I just say, I think you're a real sweetheart. And... Well, thank you. I wish I could find a sweetheart girlfriend at the moment for me. Hey, I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding out for you, man. It's going to happen. You. It's going to work well, out. You're the, you're the greatest as Jackie Gleason. Well, hey, man, uh, I'll be looking out for you next time you come to the Pacific Northwest or next time I come to visit family in L.A., okay? You got it. And you I got, got your it. number Thanks. now, so I'll, I'll I'll give you a shout if if need okay, be. Call me anytime. Same as your, your your wife knows of a nice girlfriend for me. All right. All right. Thing. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for everything. Yeah, sure thing. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Lots Bye. of love, man. Thank you. Bye. This has been about half of my conversation with David Liebehart. There's a link to the unedited tape at his request on this episode's website at lowprofilepodcast.com. You can find all things David at artbyliebehart.com. That's L-I-E-B-E-H-A-R-T. Artwork for this episode, the portrait, and all the portraits for Season 5, painted by Nathan Burko Gibson. Thank you, Nathan. Beautiful work as usual. 
Next time on Low Profile, first-time co-host Scott Eaton is joining me to interview John Ringhofer of the band Half-Handed Cloud. And what's more, he performs for us, and we got it all on video. So you're going to want to see that as well as hear it. In the meantime, you can catch up on some previous episodes you might have missed. I mean, why not? Not many folks have listened to the Alejandra and Aaron episode, which I think is sad because it's a really fascinating piece of radio. Um, I, I feel just really honored to have been involved in that one. So uh, maybe give that a spin if you can't decide. Till then, I'm Markley Morrison. Bless up.